<laughs> All right. So, 40 minutes later. I was say, bear with us. <laughs> <laughs> the internet is a little bit weird. Feeding for us new age um, Neither one of us know what we're doing right now. <laughs> we tried to get this going 40 minutes ago. Quality is trash. Um, I don't know. But uh, we're going to try to make some of these questions work. Safa's not in it. She's at work. Oh, she man. might say hi on lunch break. We don't know yet, but it is what it is at this point. It is. Super, it's super. It. <laughs> you see, he's over. I'm over it. Like it's only because I love y'all. I promise. It's only because I love y'all that I'm still doing this episode. But is that that ring like that's that hot, bro? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, that ring like it won't. <laughs> but I'm dark skinned. So am I. All right, so boom. Welcome back to the Golly Dating 101 podcast. It's your host, Tavares, and my boy. I'm Sean. All right, I'm glad to have him on the show. You know, it is what it is. So we plan on doing our own little spinoff soon. So y'all y'all stay tuned. We're trying to work out technicalities, obviously, because we don't even know how to run mine. So to start another one, it's not going to make sense right about now. But we'll be getting on that soon. So we asked you guys to drop some questions on a... We want to do a live Q&A. So if you're listening to this and you're not on Patreon, I want to tell you, join us on Patreon. We're planning on doing a lot of exciting things for the people, you know, getting guests on, getting whatever you guys want. We are saying, you know what I mean? Fun. Trying to have some fun fun with it, you know, but we can't do it. You know, I can't just invite a celebrity and them not expect payment. You know, I I understand you got to pay people for their time, for their quality, all that stuff. So um, continue to invest in the ministry, and without further ado, that's payment. J- j- listen, we are in an apartment. <laughs> I ain't balling. So if y'all worried about boosting my pockets, let's just get that out the window right now. Cars are paid off. I don't need. I don't need help for that stuff. But we use a one mic too. So one mic, exactly. You see come that? on now, okay, unacceptable. Man. So I got, help. I got a two thousand and three. I think it's two thousand three. You know what I'm saying? We got here though. Mishi, Mishi, you feel me? Hey, get out of there. <laughs> Boom. First question. All right, Sean, I'm going to let you take off. Talk about being strong financially before marriage. And bear in mind, you ain't got to say too much because I do want to do a podcast on it soon, but we just haven't gotten to that yet. So go ahead. What do you consider strong financially before marriage? I mean, I guess that's a good question. Um, You can pay your own bills. Uh, and you can go to Aruba every weekend because that's what they probably that's, think. That's past financially strong. Is it? I want to tell you, most people I know after they get married, they be financially broke. You spend 15 grand on a wedding, you know, 10, 15 grand on a wedding. Tap them pockets a little bit. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm, uh, if, if I wasn't with my wife, I wanted to do the courthouse thing. You know what I'm saying? I wanted yeah. to just, bro, you know how much money you save on the courthouse? Hey. At least 10 to 15 would have been in our pockets. <laughs> and you can put that a down payment on the crib, you know what I'm saying? But my wife wanted the, the, the movie scene wedding that she'd be seeing on TV and stuff like that. So you got to make your wife happy, man. Happy wife, happy life. But um, to me, I think financially strong is just to have a job, you know what I'm saying? And to be able to <laughs> really <laughs> pay your bills. I know some people that um, get married to people that ain't even working or even, you know what I'm saying, working towards anything. So uh, I would hope that you have somebody that is at least trying to get that part done. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the bare minimum because I think a lot of times we put too much emphasis on how much a, a person is supposed to make. And I think, I can't remember who asked it, but I'm pretty sure it had to be a woman. 
But at the end of the day, I think uh, I think society and church probably places the wrong idea of being a provider on the men because there's a lot of men that are insecure and their wife makes more money than them. But me, I'm happy if you're making more because I'm working hard. You know, I'm doing my part. So if you're making more, then you know we're we're blessed. You know what I mean? So I'm not one of those people. Whereas it's just husband work, wife stay home, raise kids. That's life. I don't think that's biblical, and I don't think that's really logical. They said I think it's black women are the the highest rising um, educated people in America at the moment. Like, and it's just like, okay, if my wife goes and get a master's before me, I shouldn't be offended. Or if she gets a better job than me, I shouldn't hey, be offended. If she's making 100 and I'm making 60, baby, we got 160. We got, we got 160, you know what one like, account. I'm not, I'm not mad at <laughs> so same I, account. It's, it's, <laughs> definitely, it's definitely important, but I, I, won't, I, won't, I don't place too much emphasis on it. Yeah, no, whereas it's a deal breaker. Unless that person just flat out lazy, they aren't working, they aren't, you know, they're not doing anything to make themselves better. That's when I, I have to draw the line. Yeah, so I'm, I'm about the same same mindset. Like, And then financials don't mean that your marriage is going to be good anyway. There's the people that make a lot of money and their marriage is still in shambles. <laughs> so um, finances and everything, um, I think peace of mind is more um, than anything. Because you could be making a whole bunch of money and coming home to arguing every day because in order to make, to be financially strong, you got to work 80 hours a week and your wife wants you to spend some time with her. But you can't because she wants you to be financially strong. So in order for me to be financially strong, I got to work these 80 hours. But then you complain also. So then <laughs> you know, story for another day right there. <laughs> then Joey Greco pulling up and you saying I spend too much time at work. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just, Sean being messy. So I ain't about to dive on that one. <laughs> just saying, Next like, question. This was one that was for Safa. So I will leave that alone until we do our part two of the Q&A. It says, what type of fasting does Safa does as a busy mom? So... I think she needs to be able to dive into that. But I will say fasting is definitely something that's difficult for us. Um, that's something I'm trying to work better on. And I want to do episodes on it because a lot of people even ask for that on YouTube. But at the same time, I don't want to talk about it until we know what we're doing, until I'm solid, until I'm consistent. I don't want to be preaching people to fast and I ain't doing it. You know, So that's something we're definitely working on. Um, another question, could you please answer about practical steps to get rid of a soul tie? Okay. Um, I think this requires its own episodes, but uh, I'll say most soul ties, most of them, most times you're emotionally connected to somebody that much is because you guys had sex. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are saying, well, I can't get him out of my mind. I can't get her out of my mind, but they're still talking to them. They're still having sex with them. (laughs) They're like, practically speaking, if you want to get past that, it's time to let that person go. So I think it's important to pay attention to what are you entertaining? If you're still entertaining their texts, if you're still entertaining the conversations, it's kind of hard to get over somebody in that sense. Or, you know, I'm not saying, you know, you break up, you have to delete every picture, you have to do no, all the extra that. stuff, but no, I, I recommend you it. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying it's, oh, a Bible verse says not, but it's just a matter of if you're trying to get past something, you can't keep dwelling on it. You can't keep that memory there because memories are always going to try to pull you back to the good moment. So it could have been a a terrible relationship, but memories are going to tell you, oh, you know, you missed that good thing. You know, so I think it's a matter of trying to you're not going to be able to erase memories while holding on to them at the same time. So being able to occupy your mind and get back into the presence of God, because God is the only one that can really heal the wounds or the emotions that are still hurting, you know, because of the relationship. Very true. Practical step number one. Step number one, stop having sex. That's number step one. one. Stop having sex. Um, step two, I'm, I, you got to delete everything. Like they gotta like not exist no more, and you gotta block the number. And a lot of them still follow each other on yeah, social like, media. That's weird to me, bro. Either. Like I remember when you know, what I'm saying you have them girlfriends or whatever, and you break up, 
and you even when you see them like a, you you think you see them in the mall you get them butterflies and stuff you get nervous because you know it's just like man i gotta talk to this person again i'm really not in a place to really talk to them so um i think a practical tip is probably just keep your distance for a little while and um get to know get closer to god in that time and get to know yourself a little bit better so you're able um to grow from that experience i don't think being around them and seeing them is going to help you get over anything um I, you know what i'm saying we don't tell drug addicts to go hang around drug dealers so they can kick the habit you know what i'm saying like you you can't you're just not gonna be able to do that i think people are a little delusional when it comes to that like oh i'll be strong enough nah. you know we like to tell ourselves that and that's how we end up in the same that's how situation you get up. yeah bible says man you play with that fire long enough man you got that bosom in your bosom is gonna burn you that bosom in your bosom yeah, yeah, yeah. no that fire in your bosom is gonna burn <laughs> you know what i'm saying so uh you don't want nobody to get burned you just got to be smart about it i just think until you're able to actually be around that person and not feel anything or to not, I'm saying long for them. Like when you get lonely, you looking at their number in your phone and you want to text them and stuff. You know, I just think you just want to steer clear. All right, man, you guys said some interesting stuff. I'm reading a couple of these now. All right. So this girl says, what to do when you're interested in a man that you believe or you know has interest in you, but he won't pursue. Then how do you know? Like, listen, um, I think it would have been perfect if Safa was the one answer. But Safa tells me one of the reasons why she decided to go for it is because I made my intentions known. Because it's a lot of men that will talk to you day and night. I'm talking about the moment he wakes up, good morning, beautiful, till 1 a.m., just talking all day. And he don't want you. Like, you're, you're convenient. You know what I mean? Like, I'm bored, you there. You know, I, I, I'm i horny, you there. Like, you, you're meeting all of his needs without being in any type of position. And then a lot of women get end up, they end up brokenhearted because they find out he's dating somebody else or he's, he got engaged or whatever. And you're like, what about me? No, what about you? You gave him all those privileges. He never once said, I'm interested. Now, obviously, if he says, I'm interested or he pursues, then, yeah, he's trash. You know what I mean? But if the guy doesn't make that his intentions known, you can't assume he's interested. Um, I do tell I do tell women. Um, in my opinion, you can you can make your intentions known without shooting your shot. And I mean that like you don't have to go chasing down some guy. But if you see this guy's in your inbox every day, or you're he's always trying to talk to you. Hey, um, you know what's going on here? Because you're making you're making him know like, hey, I'm not I'm not stupid. I see that you want to talk all the time, so I want to know where do we stand. And I think if you don't. I think that's the best thing for you to do, because if you don't, you know, mention it to him, then he, he feels free. Like he always has that foot in. You know what I mean? So if the girl he actually wants turns him down and you're there or while he's pursuing everybody else, you're still convenient. You know, so you have to be able to make him know that I'm not wasting my time with that. But for you to say, what do you do when you believe or you're saying you also know he's interested? If he ain't say it or he's not going after you, then he's either too shy or he's not interested. And if he's too shy, then how he gonna how's he gonna lead you? If he's too shy, he's still not interested. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like you, you get thirsty when you're interested. See, you you get to a point where it's just like, man, you get the sweating palms, the sweating, but you go take that deep breath and you go ask that question, like, hey, no matter how stupid hey, you hey, say, yeah, you gotta it's either gonna be you get to a point where it's like either it's gonna be a yes or a no. And um, I think that's how I start dealing with things. It's like if it's no, it's just no, you just gotta move on from there. But I believe if a man is interested in you, he will 
um, let you know. And if you have an inkling that you think he might be, that's when you're supposed to ask that question. So you don't start to begin to get these feelings that he doesn't have back for you. And then you end up in this hole and then you start to hate him or resent him when he never said that y'all was dating or talking to begin with. I'm saying a lot of women do that. Like they be in relationships and they mind or dudes do this too. Like you just be in a relationship with this person and this person just legit, just like to have conversation with you or they're an outgoing person and they just talk to everybody. And because they're an easy person to talk to, you feel that they like you or whatever. So I would say, um, get dot your, uh, dot your I's and cross your T's and make sure that you really know what's going on before you get messed up. Cause when he roll in with the new, when they roll in with the new boo, you're going to be like, whoa, wait a minute. We was just, we was just texting. <laughs> yeah, just texting. Yeah. That's all you were doing. Yeah. Texting. He was texting you while he was taking her to the movies or you was texting him and she was, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of like, women do that too. Yeah. And they try to pretend that it's just a man thing. I've seen a lot of women yeah, play women. guys. So, yeah. and that's the problem. Fellas, you know, stop paying for these dinners. Make them pay for them sometimes, my brothers. If, if, if you think she's worth it, brother, mm-hmm. Chick-fil-A, <laughs> Max, if you don't see this going anywhere, like don't be wasting your time trying to, I know a lot of women that they literally admit, yeah, I went out because I was hungry. Yeah, like, that's I, un- I got sister, man. My sister. <laughs> that's unacceptable. My but, sister was a player, player. But it wasn't me. I wasn't playing nobody. I was saved. I was a wholesome young man. All right. So, next question. Uh, this one is good. She said, "This girl wrote us. Is it bad for me and my boyfriend to share a bed before we are married? Listen, it is. It is not. It is not bad." At all, <laughs> it, it is it is not bad. It's God's will for you to, for you to, for you to do what you please, you know. Oh, but it, it, but it, it, if, if you are, right, let's let me stop. I don't want, I don't want to pull a kev on stage like that. <laughs> I, I don't want I don't want to give you the best worst advice. No, what Bible are we reading? Like the Bible says, this is the will of God. For you to abstain from fornication. And the Bible doesn't say this is God's will plenty of times. But on fornication, it says abstaining is the will of God. As in God wants you to stay away from fornicating. He wants you to stay away from the temptation to, to have sex. So you laying in bed. Listen, I don't know if y'all want to call it spooning or y'all want to call it cuddling or whatever you want to call it, but stuff starts standing up and and you stuff started rubbing on stuff. Stuff start rubbing and it's not laying hands in Jesus' name. So who are we fooling? You know, I, I don't think that's smart at all. I just don't. No. I, when me me and my girlfriend, I started sleeping on the couch, bro. I'm not sharing <laughs> no bed. <laughs> we wake up at three o'clock in the morning. Got to get it popping. I'm you know, sorry. Like, like I'm not even. You can't even let you can't give you can't give Satan an inch. That man take the whole. You know what I'm saying? He get you give him an inch, and next thing you know, you you just, now you got a soul tie. You know what I'm saying? Like nah, uh-uh. sin will always take you further than you planned on. Yeah, you gonna spend way more than you thought you was gonna have to too. Oh, Lord Jesus! I remember when Safa and I were talking. It was before the engagement. I mean, I know a lot of people they get engaged and they think, all right, we can have sex now because we about to get married. No, but I'm not, not gonna get into that. But um, I remember. You know, she was still up in Tampa at USF. I was in Miami, and then I was telling my dad I was coming home on vacation. So I was asking him, do you mind if I, you know, go up to, to Tampa? My dad's like, let me pray about it. He knew he was going to say no. Like, <laughs> he's like, let me pray about it. I was thinking like, well, you know, God is real. So maybe God will change his mind. My dad hit me back up in a couple of hours. just like, no, you're not, you're not going. I'm like, dad, we're not going to do nothing. I promise I'll sleep on the couch. My dad was like, you're not going, you know, so I'm looking at it like, 
this man is a hater. Like, bro, we that we love, we love God. You know, high, high five to your father. Man. You know what you I mean? Because pops I, know what it is, man. Pops was hey, out here, man. Exactly. And I feel like we'd be trying to convince God that we're bigger than we really are. Like, oh, I'm not gonna have sex. Oh, because we already repented. We're not doing that no more. Like, you cannot play with fire. Because even if I went up there, we ain't do nothing but pray, and you know, I step on the couch and nothing else. It's not. It's just the fact that you're putting yourself in a position to sin. So it's not like. It's not like if the Bible says don't give the devil a foothold. I think uh, the problem with Christians, this is the line of sin. A is sin. Instead of going to point Z, all the way at the other end of the spectrum, we want to hang, <laughs> hang out at B and a half. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, we're looking over at the sin. We want to, uh, God says that'll burn you. And we, we want to, I don't feel no heat as I walk closer mm-hmm. to it. You want to tap it, move your hands real fast like you're touching the stove. Oh, it's not, it's not warm. Until you get into a predicament like Eve after a conversation thinking and you get convinced that God didn't know what was best for you. You know, so I think it's best to to, to not play with fire, sis, because you could get yourself in a world of trouble with that. Don't do it. Just no, don't do it. Man, y'all got a lot. I'm trying to I'm trying to get to something that I believe are are needed for more than one person. Don't. All right, Sean, let me ask you this. I'm gonna skip that. What about if they still love you and are all about you, but but you can't muster up the words to the words or the way to end it. I've been with this guy for almost six years, and only three of them was I happy. I'm so scared to hurt him. Oh, Jesus! Oh, say that. So she's been with him for six years. Yeah. Or they've been together for six years. Only three of the years she was and happy. Three of the years she was happy. She tired of him. And she she want to break it up. She want to break up. Break up. Stop wasting the man time. <laughs> I, like I, honestly, because like all you're doing is you. First of all, you're already unhappy, so you want to get out of there anyway. Y'all not married, I would guess. Y'all not married. Yeah. So if you ain't went no further in those three, those six years already, I think it's time to just uh, hang it up anyway. So I would just. It's gonna hurt, but you got to rip that bandaid off and just uh, stop wasting each other's time. Because honestly, if you're not into it. And I just say end it. I think a lot of them don't understand how unfair it is to both parties. Oh, I don't know how old they are. You know, she said six years, but they could have got together at 12. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But it's the fact that a lot of people. So I'm not interested in the girl I'm with. And instead of me breaking up so I could find something better for me and she could find something better for her. I sit here and I let her believe we're headed towards marriage because six years I don't know why you still date for six years, yeah. but you would think, oh, I'm about to marry this person because we've been together basically forever. Like six years, six months, adult years, that's a long time. You know what I mean? But now, unless he's- you, Unless you're trying to, unless that person is trying to do that thing where like you try to find something better in the process and then you just I mean, break away that way. That is, that's probably what she's doing. You know what I mean? But it's unfair because a lot of times, if, it, if the woman already checked out emotionally, she, it doesn't matter what's oh, yeah, going on. Yeah. But she could be entertaining someone else emotionally now, whereas the guy's already replaced, but he's still there physically. Yeah, still physically. And, that, and that's the issue because it's just a matter of it's not fair for him because you're saying you don't want to hurt him. At the same time, you are hurting him because you're delaying him from getting what God has planned for him. So it's, so in, in my best opinion, it makes perfect sense for you to say, all right, well, it was good while it lasted. I'm not really feeling this. Let me move on about my business. You know what I mean? I think that's the wisest decision for for you to make, especially as a Christian, because you have to respect him as a brother as well. Yeah. And you should want what's best for your brother in Christ. You shouldn't be 
you can't be playing like stringing men along because a lot of women call men trash for stringing them along. It is the same concept if the woman does it, you know what I mean? So it's just a matter of it hurts, but it hurts more for you emotionally and for him, you know, long term, if you try to maintain it, knowing you want to get out of it. So it's best to just I don't want to say it rudely, but hurt him now, you know, you got to and let him heal. And he can't do nothing but respect it. He has to be able to respect he, he it. He can't do nothing but respect it. Because if you are unhappy, what's the point of me trying to, I mean, he could work to try to turn it around. But if you've been unhappy for three years, honestly, and nothing that I do to change is going to make you any happier. So uh, it's just best to end it now and just, like I say, just rip that Band-Aid off and both of y'all begin to heal and, uh, you know. Yeah, it's best to do that now. Don't don't string it along because if you do it now, he can heal. But it, it sucks if you end up getting married. All because you didn't want to hurt his feelings and the now husband to feel resented. And or, now you're really unhappy because you, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah, yeah, no. it ain't, well, I don't believe in jumping from spouse to spouse, not my Bible. You know what yeah, I mean? So uh, it's best to, to deal with that now rather than, than wait it out. But let me swipe through some of these questions. Um, what age is it bad to have never dated? I don't, I don't think it's it's bad to have never dated at any point in your life you could be 90 and if you never had a boyfriend or a girlfriend and that doesn't make it a sin you know what i mean i think it's it's it, it only becomes an issue when you're single because of your bad ways like you're toxic so people are staying away from you or your problem so god won't bless you with somebody because god know you're gonna mess up their life you know what i mean so don't ever think because everybody else is dating and you're 25 or you're 30 or you're 40 in divorce, and now you want to get back out there, and everybody else looks happy. Like it's not an issue, you know what I mean? The goal is being in God's will. I think that's a society thing too. Uh, get off Instagram and all them relationships you see smiling and stuff. A lot of them people ain't really happy, you know. And there's a lot of issues going on. And just do things in your own time, man. Be comfortable with yourself. Be comfortable with what you got going on, and don't try to do things to please other people. I think that's where we mess up in life is we try to do things to make the optics towards others look good or something like that. And it's just like, nah, just be true to you and be true to God and do if, if it takes you, if you 21 and you get your first relationship and maybe that one relationship would be the person you married. You got exactly. people been yeah. dating since they was 12, 13, just getting broken all the way through. Yeah. And then when they do get married or if they start dating every time they get a new per a new partner, it's more issues and struggles that we got to deal with to try to overcome all the stuff that, you know what I'm saying? Joe and Smo did back in the day. And it's just like, nah, just do things in your own time and be true to you and be true to God. Yeah. And especially because a lot of times when you're dating people for all these years and you're not married yet, more than likely you're going to have sex. You know what I mean? So it's a matter of dealing with more soul ties, more emotional baggage and all that. So while your friends, maybe your agent dated seven guys or seven women by now, how many of them are not their spouse? You know what I mean? And you don't have to deal with that extra stuff that they have to deal with. A lot of people, you know, they've been having sex with the whole city. And now when they get married, their spouse can't complete them because they thought they're, they were going to marry a porno star, you know, like like everybody else they've been with. So please don't get yourself. That's a world of hurt trying to trying to get yourself involved with that yeah, nonsense. No, don't chase that. I wouldn't tell nobody to chase that. All right. So, boom. Another question that popped up on Instagram was how to find Christian friends or friends of faith. Um, so one of the things I did, because I felt like, man, I couldn't find any godly men to, to be around. Like women are out there, you know, women are saturated in the church. But me as a guy, I can't just <laughs> be around godly women all day. <laughs> like, I, I don't be personally like it don't matter how much um, how holy she looked like. It's not wise emotionally to keep getting connected to women, you know. So one of the main things I did was I prayed, you know what I mean? And like 
I started, so I, I pray like God bring, you know, godly men into my life. You know what I mean? So I could be around more people that they don't just think like me. Cause I think a lot of times we reject people because they don't think like us, but it's a matter of people pushing us to our, you know, a deeper level in God or pushing us into our purpose. So there are people all around my life that they're beneficial in all different types of ways. Everybody's not making me pray more. Some people are pushing me to do entrepreneur stuff. Some people are pushing me in school. Some people are pushing me in fitness. Like Sean used to have me with fitness and then he blames Corona, but you know, <laughs> but it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 <laughs> but nah, so like, it's so easy for us to, um, you know, to, to, to reject the type of people God wants to put in our lives. If they're not, if they're not at the level we want them at, you know what I mean? But a lot of times God places people in your life that are not at your level, they're at a higher level to make you start for more. And some people that are at a lower level, not for you to look down on, but you to pull them up. You know what I mean? So I think it's beneficial in all ways. So prayer is definitely the first thing. And two, I, I just started putting myself out there. Like I know people probably thought I was weird, but like if I see that dude and bro look like, man, I, I want to preach like him when I grow up or man, bro, stay in shape. Every time they talk about a scripture, every time we post them out the gym, I'm like, hey, bro, getting them gains or, oh, I see you like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I boost them up because now I put myself in a predicament that, you know, he, if he doesn't know me or obviously if you're a woman, she doesn't know you, at least she's like, oh, that person is friendly. They're approachable. If I wanted to return the favor and compliment them on Instagram or Facebook, whatever, I know they want to be standoffish or, or push me away. So I think it's a matter of the Bible, I, well, I won't say the Bible, you know, because I want to be able to find that verse before I say it's in the Bible. But people always say if you want friends to show yourself friendly, yeah, you know what I mean? Says. You got to show yourself friendly. Yeah. You like if you if you want to if you want to find godly friends, you have to be a godly friend of somebody else. You know what I mean? And then God will surround you around around the right company. But I'm talking too much. Sean, I'll let you. Um, That was how to find friends. Yeah. How do you find go, Christian go, friends or friends of faith? Go, go to events, Um, whatever denomination or whatever you in. I know they have uh, rallies, uh, camps, whatever. They got all this stuff that you can go through and try to meet people and uh, try to create friends. Uh, create friends in your own church or wherever you're going, the community around you, because those are the people you'll see all the time. And from there, you'll begin to, you know what I'm saying, to spread out. And like you said, make yourself friendly. I, I've noticed uh, being a youth pastor and talking to a lot of kids uh, or people just in general nowadays, they don't want to talk to nobody. Like if it's not text message or Instagram post, you know what I'm saying? I got people that will post on my Instagram and then I'll see them in person and they'll act, they like they know, they act like they don't know me. Like, like you followed me. Look, 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 I didn't research you. <laughs> look, right. look, or when I go and talk to them, they're looking at me crazy. I it's literally just, unfollow <laughs> or block people that I see do that. I don't care how famous you are. And it's just I, like, why? You know what I'm saying? Like, why can we talk online and stuff like that? But then when we see each other in person, it's not like cool and cordial and stuff like that. So uh, you just got to talk to people. Open your mouth, man. We got to get out of the, you know what I'm saying? Put these phones down and actually have face-to-face interaction with people, man. I went to a conference and you know what conference I'm talking about. I went to a conference and all right, so I'm mentioning two people that are popular in the organization I'm in. And, you know, so I saw one of them. He's a singer. You know, I probably shouldn't have said that, but <laughs> bro's a singer, you know what I'm saying? So I, I'm like, okay, we follow each other on social media. So I'm like, hey, that's, you know, and my brothers hit me with the, the quick little nod, like not even the what's going on, bro, not I don't know you, but what's going on, bro, just hit me with the like nod and go. Like I was looking like, I bet. All right. Um, <laughs> I see where we stand. <laughs> and then there was another one, you know, I was trying to work with him because I was trying to get some designs made, you know, for T-shirts because I heard like he's so um good, you know, with graphic designs and all that. And then, you know, so I reached out 
And bro's like, yeah, yeah, we should work together. And then, you know, when I saw him in person, it's like, I didn't even know you existed. You know, and I'm looking like, really? Like, we cannot be those Christians that think we're better than other people or think that, you know, like, like we, we just place ourselves in a, in a realm that only God himself exists. I don't care how holy you are. Jesus made himself around. He made himself available and accessible to people that were in sin, to people that were ostracized, to people that everyone else looked down on. So it doesn't even matter if I stink. You know what I mean? I don't. But I mean, it doesn't matter if I stink. I shouldn't feel as though my odor stopped you from sharing the gospel. Or I shouldn't feel like um, because I'm not your all your friends are white and I'm black. So that, that means, hey, I can't really vibe with dude. You know what I mean? And I feel like a lot of times those things separate the church. So mm-hmm. I think it's important that we we make it um make it a priority to show ourselves friendly in general because we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Who are we telling our testimony to? Other people. You know what I mean? So it's good to be able to share your faith and reach out to other people. I think this podcast is about to stop. Let me stop in and start recording it. Hey guys, Tavares here. I know you're enjoying this episode, but I want to give a quick shout out to the sponsor of today's episode. BetterHelp is a resource that I'd love to tell you all about because I believe many Christians don't prioritize their mental health. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You'll be able to connect in a safe and private online environment, so don't think you have to drive anywhere. Your counselor can be contacted at any time. Also, You can set up phone or video calls as you may desire, because I know sometimes you just want a face-to-face interaction. So if you're facing depression, stress, anxiety, anger, or any form of trauma, please understand BetterHelp is there for you. They'll be willing to reach out to you and speak with you as you may need assistance. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. If you're feeling burdened down, I want you to want you all to enjoy a more happier life. As one of our listeners, you also get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash godly. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash godly. Now back to today's episode. All right, I'm going to do a couple more because this thing getting longer. Y'all got too many questions. <laughs> um, Probably got to do a part two to get Safa in there. Let me see here. Let me see. Oh, uh, so this is a good question. Answer this, Sean. She says, I don't know if y'all can answer this, but how to not let being an introvert affect your walk with Christ and fellowship with others? I legit just spoke about this on Friday. Um, I don't think Jesus called us to be introverts. How are you? You just made some introvert real mad with that one. (laughs) If you're an introvert, like even if you are introvert, you have to get to a point to where if you are going to share the gospel, you have to be able to speak to people. So you're going there's going to take a point in time where you have to get beside yourself and actually open your mouth and talk to people. Uh, I consider myself an introvert. But when it comes to things of God, for some reason, I have to God want me to open my mouth and talk. Safa, come on in here. That's like a, someone asked a question. Someone asked you a question. Come on. Safa, so, so we got a question for you. Someone, she's, someone, on, she's on lunch break, y'all. But Someone asked you specifically a question. Um. So, yeah, yes. they, they did. All right, <laughs> they so, said but, you by name. All right, so I'll let you think about it. We'll tell you the question first. It was, how does Safa, as a busy mom, manage to fast? Or let me see what the words was. Hold on, y'all. Let me see if we can get Safa in this thing. What yeah. types of fasting does Safa do as a busy mom? I was just letting them know, like, 
hey, boy, fasting is something we're struggling with, you know, but I'm going to let Safa go ahead and answer that. Like, no, 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 no. My words don't work. Yours does. I'm going to let you know as a busy father, the fasting is few and far between. So what type of fasting? Yeah. All right. So back to um, the question Sean was talking about. I think it's I think it's um, weird because for some rare reason, I think we misunderstand what being introverted is. And I think some people are introverted and that's normal. And I think some people are just antisocial. And that's that's not that's not biblical. Yeah. Antisocial, I don't think is the same as introverted. Some people just I I don't like a scene. You know, I, I just like really chilling to myself, you know, and it's cool if Sean is introverted, if. You know, when he's around people, he's not disrespectful. He's just like, I'm rather, I'd rather be observant rather than be the life of the party. And that's what I, that's what I view as introverted. You know, you think, you know, you're a person that, you know, you compartmentalize a lot because you try to process things. Read, but read the room. but you cannot, you cannot be a Christian and and say and use, oh, I'm introverted as an excuse to not to not be a Christian. You know, because God calls us to certain standards and point blank period bible says you have to always be ready to give an account for the faith that's within you so i can't be able to defend the faith if i don't want to talk to people like i go into work jump straight in my car you know like <laughs> i'm in a gym even with no music playing i got headphones on just in case but don't say nothing to like you can't carry yourself that's that, that way that's that kawaii spirit you, you know, know what i mean like don't get me wrong i don't i don't like being bothered especially at the gym where somebody randomly start talking to me hey what you lifting there you see what I'm lifting here. Like it's it's no, it's nothing for us to discuss right now. You know what I mean? So I get I love the the fact of you know respecting people's privacy, but at the end of the day, we have to understand that the Bible does mention that when we follow Jesus, it's telling us to deny ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, so it doesn't matter if you're introverted or extroverted. There comes a point where you have to say, Oh, it doesn't matter how outgoing I am, I need to stop, mm-hmm. stop going all out all over because God is telling me to sit still and pray. God is telling me to do something in-house. It doesn't matter how introverted I am. God may be telling you to go out and go preach. God may be telling you to go out and go go witness to that guy in Walmart, aisle three, looking at the bread. You know what I mean? And while you're looking at him like, man, bro smells awful. Or why are they looking like, why? you know what I mean? You never know if somebody's in an aisle right now inside the Target while you're listening to this podcast, going through something. And God could be telling you, pay for that person's groceries. They probably ain't got $5 in their name and they're trying to figure out what great value brand to buy just so I can meet ends, meet, take care of the kids. And we think of um, sharing the gospel as just, hey, Jesus died, was buried, you know, rose again. You need to be baptized, speaking in tongues. You need to repent. Hey, you need to go say this prayer. We look at the gospel as just telling people those things. But sharing the gospel is also sharing the love of God. You know what I mean? And you can't share God's love by not talking to people. That's and then, impossible. And then if you buy someone's groceries, they're uh, more available to listen to what you got to say. Exactly. Um, like um, I, I showed, I showed Sean a video of a guy coming to um, our church for the food bank. This man came there to deliver some juice and end up leaving, end up leaving with the Holy Ghost. Pastor praying for this man in the parking lot, like, hey, like, cause, my boy, they're sweating. You know what I mean? Like, you're praying for people in Florida heat. Like, hold on, so dude is really out here, you know, praying for people to get saved. And it's like, and we don't understand. We may look like. Um, he and pastor could be an introverted guy. My pastor specifically is extroverted. Like everybody loves him. He's a, he's a bit outgoing. Um, but at the same time, it's so easy for us to miss an opportunity to invite someone out of church, miss an opportunity to be kind to someone, miss an opportunity to do all these things that God is calling us to do because we would have been that person. I would just be like, Hey, thanks for the juice delivery. Have a blessed day. And it's just like, 
was that a sin? No, but you missed an opportunity to say, hey, would, would you like to come to our church? Hey, um, let me talk to you about baptism. Hey, let me talk to you about what Jesus did for, uh, for, did for us on the cross. We miss these opportunities and then we blame it on being introverted when sometimes we just don't care about people. You know, and I, I know I know it sounds hurtful to say, but if you, be, if you I believe was, hell is real, yeah. you, you're not so quick to just shun people off. You know what I mean? Like, I think sometimes we have to really stop and think like, man, people are really souls and I we, have to we, care about souls. We, we forget about the scripture that says when you don't do that, you leave with blood on your hands. You know what I mean? And like, I, I think about it all the time. Like sometimes you, you we leave with a lot of blood on our hands or we haven't witnessed this person. But. When you sent me that video yesterday, I was just like, man, this man was just trying to deliver juice. Deliver man. some juice. Like, how do, you, how do you even go from this man delivering juice to getting him to the point of getting the Holy Ghost? Like, what do you say in the conversation? Listen, I don't like, know how hey, it works. Sir, I know you're delivering juice, but I got some living juice over here, some living water that you want. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? Like, but it's powerful. I was just like, yo, that's, that's super dope because. That man left with he got something way better than anything he's been delivering all day. Or yeah. and he probably he found went home. Hope. He found hope. He went home and probably shared it with his friends and stuff. And um, now you know what I'm saying the you message never of know. God is going even further. That so, guy could have been someone who grew up in church, went it, through a traumatic yeah. experience, so he left. You know yeah. what I mean? And now to go to a church where people still care about him and he's willing to allow you to pray for him because hey, it, I'm, I'm I'm speaking of me not not dealing with religion. If I don't know nothing about religion. I'm just doing a juice delivery to y'all, um, your school academy. And you talking about you about to pray for me, bro. My job is to deliver yeah, juice. Exactly. You know what I mean? And hop right in the truck and roll off. And drive off to my next stop <laughs> exactly. because my boss can track my steps to yeah. know if I'm late on deliveries. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my, my, so I'm not, you know, hounding on that girl and saying she's a failure because she's introverted. No, I really think we just need to be more willing to be aware of our surroundings because even one of my friends from school, you know what I mean? She reached out to me um, because of the Golly Dame page and was just like, hey, um, do you guys have any like, you know, Christian um, Christian clubs going on with your church or anything? And I was just like, I wasn't even going there yet because I was still new to the church. You know what I mean? I was just like, yeah, they have a, a Christian club. They meet uh, meet out on Thursdays. She ended up joining the um, the club despite she, she's still going to her other church, but she just wanted more of God. You know what I mean? And, you know, so we started doing Bible studies with her and she ended up um, deciding to get baptized at our church recently. And my thing is, I don't go out of my way to talk to people, especially because Yali Dating has a whole lot of people and everyone has a question. Everyone has a DM. It's almost impossible to respond to everyone's messages. So I really think it was a God thing that to get connected to somebody from campus because it's some people that I've been running to from campus that follow the page. You know what I mean? And now an opportunity to witness to them is a blessing, man. You know, so don't allow, you know. Because it's, it's normal to be introverted, but never allow, you know, natural or regular feelings to stop you from, you know, being a witness or stop you from mentoring, you know, a younger brother or younger sister in the church or stop you from growing. You know what I mean? So God calls all of us to get out of our comfort zones. And I want to touch on that man saying, bro, no cap, the godly dating pages. There are questions coming in twenty four seven. Literally, no. I'm telling you, people say people say you don't answer your messages. No, I do, bro. If I'm getting a hundred a day minimum, bro. I I have times when I'm sitting there and it's just like, bro, I've been answering questions for like three hours, and there's still questions more. There's still you got. Then you got to remember when you answer these questions. Some of these people on their phone, they answer back. 
you know. So, so it's, bro, it's a man. I was just like, Lord Jesus, like <laughs> need a team. You know, I, I, I join well, Patreon. We need a listen, team. Listen, if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> I'm trying to fund a team. Sean is the only person crazy enough to try to do this for free, what? but I'm still trying bro. to get this man some money. This is bro. not my pockets. I'm like. I, we took 40 minutes to get the live going. I don't know how to work gadgets. All right, y'all. I need an audio engineer oh to help take this stuff to the next level. Oh so if you're listening, yo. please consider. You do not have to be a person to get 50. No, but Godly Patreon dating. does require stuff Godly that's cheaper got my than, phone blowing up at night. I have my wife looking at me crazy. You know what I mean? 4 o'clock in the morning. It's still a ding, ding. Chick-fil-A, <laughs> Chick-fil-A is cheaper than, uh, is more expensive than a Patreon, which is a monthly thing. So... Please don't think we're, you know, begging. Um, honestly, we're just, you know, poor black men just, you know, trying to afford a, a piece Be of poor, bread. I ain't poor. <laughs> I'm rich in Jesus. I'm rich in the Lord. I'm, I'm going to do one more. I'm going to see if Saba can give her two cents about fasting. In my father's house are many mansions, um, streets of gold. Well, I'm rich. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. My boy, if I'm going. I seen a question in here I like. Let me see here. Uh, man, some people are asking questions that look like paragraphs. So I'm trying to avoid the super long ones. Um, this is what I want to say: Is it wrong to give a guy you've never talked to, and so have never been interested in, a chance when he's not interested, when he's interested in you, but you aren't, and have told him so? Also, want to know that a Christian guy is perhaps manipulating you because he's lonely, or when he's just being nice. That's a whole episode within whoa, itself, whoa, whoa, sis. You wait. said a lot. You Wait said, a minute. Just hit the first half of that question. So she mentioned the guy. Not, she's not interested, but she's still going to give hasn't her number. Even, she, no, she hasn't even spoken to dude, and he's interested. Is it wrong that she's well, he's I mean, interested she, in you, but you aren't, and you have told – listen, all right. So Did she say she's going to give him her number? No, she ain't mentioned she's going to give him her number, but she said, I guess, is it wrong that she's ignoring him probably? Oh. Listen, you've already said you're not interested. It's not someone you know. It's not someone you have conversations with. So don't feel wrong or don't feel obligated to continue a conversation because this could be one of the creepy people in your Instagram box that aren't you aren't even following back. You know what I mean? So I don't know the, the circumstances, but if you're not interested in someone, you're not interested in them. Like there is no Bible verse that says you owe that man an explanation on why I'm not attracted to you or why I don't feel God led me to this relationship. It's either like, that or that man gonna wear you down, and then you're gonna be exactly, interested. and then you're gonna be interested, and you're gonna be mad because you thought he was ugly, but you ain't turned him down when you thought he was ugly because you weren't exactly. listening. You know, so I, I think I don't think it's something wrong with you, sis, for not being interested in the guy. I mean, maybe it's you know how he looks, or maybe it's how he acts, whatever it is, but. It's perfectly fine if you're not interested. You know, yeah, just yeah, let him know. And if he keeps talking, he's talking to himself because you deleted him or you or blocked him. Block or you're, him you know what I mean? <laughs> like what? And the block button is a gift from the Lord. I don't think that's a, a curse. Block, block or mute. They both work. Um, her second half was that also when to know that a Christian guy's perhaps manipulating you because he's lonely or when he's just being nice. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with our podcast, but you asked and um, the, we have an episode on emotional manipulation. So go ahead and check out that episode. I think that'll be best for you. Um, we'll have to do the rest on a part two because this is getting long-winded. But Sister Safa, we let you eat lunch, girl. Just briefly tell these people you don't fast because you a heathen. Yeah, she ain't fasting oh, she, right no, now. She's still, she still chewing over there, y'all. Never mind. She ain't fasting right now. <laughs> They can't hear they you. They can't hear you from way over there. Go ahead and just uh, slide in this, the, the screen. I'm going to move Jeez. over. Yeah, we'll go ahead and move on over. See? 
Join join the Patreon. See, we get a bigger space. So if you don't want them to see you, fine. Just talk into the mic. Just talk. Okay, so I'll just talk. Um, I have to be honest. I'm not the perfect Christian, and that is something I do battle with. So as far as fasting, how do I find time to fast? Man, it's a it's an uphill battle. She waits till I don't cook. (laughs) (laughs) It really is a struggle. It really is, and I'm trying to find a balance still between being a mom and being a wife and being a full time working woman, and then being an entrepreneur, having a social life and fasting and things like that. So y'all just keep me in your prayers. I'm going to get there. I don't fast. In other words, she just repented before the church. So, (laughs) so have mercy on her soul, but no, fasting is definitely something people have been asking me about. And that's something I want to work on personally. So I can't tell people all the best things, but what I will say is in regards to fasting, understand that it's not something that's optional. I feel like a lot of churches Mm. don't, don't preach it where they don't teach it properly. But fasting is not something that's optional. Maybe I'll do the next episode on fasting. How's it? It can't be optional. Jesus said when he said that when you fast, some things only come out by prayer prayer and fasting, fasting. which means you have some you have some spirits in your life. You have some spirits in your families. You have some issues going on, some sicknesses that'll never be fixed until you pray and you fast. So God literally told us that you know in His Word, you know, and it also mentioned. Um, when he, when Jesus was talking, he said, when you pray, don't be like the, the heathen, you know, those and people, the publicans are trying to pray yeah. out loud. They want to be seen speaking in tongues. They want to be seen in the streets. And when you fast, don't try to, you know, look all sad and droopy. So everybody knows it's because you are on a 30 day fast. Like Jesus made it clear, you know, ways to not present yourself fasting, which means he expects us to do so because fasting is not what makes us more spiritual, but it makes us die to our carnal ways, you know? So you don't you don't get a, a a second, third, fourth, fifth anointing. I don't I don't I haven't found a verse that that proves that. But the more you die to your flesh, is the more God can use you. Is the more God can you know elevate Himself in your life. You know, so I think fasting is just a way to kill our flesh. And a lot of you struggle with things like lust, struggle with things like pride, struggle with things like gossiping, struggle with things like all the things in the world. Because I know I struggle with all the things in the world. You know, but you can't overcome some of these issues until you start fasting. So you can pray. But until you fast from social media where you've been lusting or until you you get it, you put away that food and like you starving. So all you can do is say, Lord, help me. Like that's all your prayer is saying, you know, so fasting is definitely something that will impact your life, man. But I'll let you. Fast and rough, man. I, I was thinking on this. I'm just like, man, some of us are uh, not going to start fasting until Jesus start drying up these bank accounts. And he ain't going to have no choice. <laughs> he ain't but got to, no choice. He ain't gonna have no choice but to fast. No choice. Um, it was mandatory at that yeah, point. Yeah, you know, and I, fasting, I think, is uh, like a, it's a major key. You have to fast. Uh, I'm like you of the mindset, like, I want to get even better at fasting. But it's hard, man. I got three kids in the house. I got a wife and doing all this. Exactly. It's hard. And I got a four-year-old at the house, man. Sometimes I'll be fasting and my boy will come up and jam a whole Juice. snack in my you mouth. Know what I'm saying? Bro, you know what I'm saying? So, so please understand, it's, it's different scenarios everybody's in. So we're not saying it's going to be easy. But my thing is, just because I'm fasting doesn't mean Safa's obligated to fast that day. You yeah. know? And I think a lot of people, when they fast, that's the day your boss brings in free donuts. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's that's just how life that. is. You know what I mean? That's I used just, to hate that, bro. Pizza day and I'm we, fasting we today. Never had, we never had any of those things <laughs> oh, so until... Y'all, so y'all gonna order, y'all ordering Papa John's today and, and I'm fasting. All my right. pastor always jokes like, oh, you don't eat pizza? Then they bring in Chinese. <laughs> you don't eat Chinese? And then it's fine because yeah. they brought in Starbucks for yeah. everybody. The one day you said, all I want is water. They brought in <laughs> Starbucks for the whole workplace. You know what I mean? So... Fasting is not something that's difficult, but it's something that that is a way to 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 subdue your natural urges. 
so God can get more glory out of your life. So we want to end our podcast on that note. For those that watch on the Patreon, we appreciate y'all. We love y'all. We'll get better at this stuff because it was very confusing. But for those who are listening onto the podcast, feel free to join the Patreon family. We have a lot in store for those, for our fam specifically. But we appreciate you guys for tuning in. I pray that you enjoyed this episode. Got some laughs. And I appreciate my boy Sean for logging in. Yes, sir. Peace. We love y'all. Peace.